Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone and in this episode, we're going to talk about how I'm spending my budget for the upcoming fiscal year. Now for a lot of us, June and July marks the end of the year and the beginning of the next one. We go by fiscal years here at the university and others go by calendar year. We're working with the fiscal. So right now it's two things happening in my world. One is assessing everything that I've done in the past year and determining what I'm going to be doing for my upcoming year and how I'm going to be spending my budget. Uh, the first couple of years that I was in this position, what I usually did was kind of went off what we were doing previously before I was in charge and trying to figure out what things worked, uh, what time we bought media, if there was any significant effects or impact of the spending that we were doing uh, with the different types of mediums we were doing. And then I started to kind of change the way that I spent money. When you're buying traditional media, obviously, you're spending time focusing on getting rotations out there. And when I talk about branding in my previous podcasts, I always talk about that we're creating touch points. And for me and for many of us, knowing when the buyer is actually going to make the decision to engage with your product or your brand is unknown. So having a nice media plan that really outlines the entire cycle of that fiscal year for me is important. I want to make sure that no matter what, I have frequency going on in different medias and markets out there. So when I'm looking at spending traditional marketing, I tend to buy for the entire year. So I'm working with my vendors. I'm working on 12-month contracts. Uh, I think that I have a little bit better buying power with that. I'm getting more bang for my buck. And looking at TV, I come up with my uh, analytics. I'm looking at my personas. Who am I targeting? Obviously, my market for a university is going to be that younger demographic, kids that are in high school, just coming out of high school, maybe that first uh, wave of 20s that didn't go to college but are deciding still whether or not they want to do that. And then I'm looking at the parent market, so the influencer market as well. So for me, I'm giving them those two sets of demographics. Now, there is that middle ground for me, which is graduate school. Um, but we do a, a couple other things because I think graduate students actively seek out looking for people that want to come uh, and get into a program in a graduate school. So for me, I focus a little more on the digital side when it comes to graduate marketing. But when we're talking traditional marketing and TV, I have those two demographics. I work with a few vendors uh, in my different markets. I'm looking at the Cleveland, Pittsburgh market and the Youngstown market, our main location. And what I'm trying to do is making sure that while I am going to run my media, I have enough time and money to do so over a longer stretch of time. So I give them my persona, they come back and say, here's the channels that these demographics are watching, uh, here's your frequency, here's where you're gonna be, and here's your time slots. I buy 30 seconds, if you buy a minute, you're buying a little bit more time, you're getting less bang for your buck, unless you have a giant budget to work with, um, which I don't. So I have to be very cautious of how I'm spending because I wanna make sure that I could buy for the entire year. When I look at outdoor, a little different than doing TV markets because outdoor for me is a touch point. Uh, I'm not necessarily creating a call to action, although this year, which I'm going to talk about, I am focusing a little bit more on call to action stuff, but I'll get to that in a couple minutes. Outdoor, I'm looking at location, so I want to make sure that I'm not on a board uh, necessarily indefinitely through that 12-month span. I like to jump boards where you have to be a little bit careful. You're seeing a lot more digital, but there's still a lot of traditional vinyl out there. So if I'm on a vinyl board, I want to make sure that I'm getting not only time out of it, but the production that I have to put into it because vinyl boards obviously have some production value to them uh, to actually get them printed and installed. So I want to make sure I'm up for at least a month or two, sometimes three or four. If I find a board that's in a nice location uh, and I think it's kind of accompanying the digital that I'm doing, 
I'll leave that board up for 12 months. And typically for me, I'm buying the smaller boards. So there's different sizes of uh, billboards you can buy. I'll buy a smaller one for a longer period of time versus getting a leaderboard, the long ones, the big ones, because uh, they tend to cost two times, sometimes three times as much, depending on location. With digital, I like to jump around. Uh, I like to be able to put different messages out there throughout the year. If there's something coming up, whether it's graduation or a visit, I, I will throw those messages out there. So I'm looking at those two medias that I buy all year, cable and outdoor, 12-month contracts, Get the biggest dollar amount that you can and the biggest spread that you can into those and just watch them kind of go. When I'm buying bigger markets, Youngstown's a smaller market compared to Cleveland and Pittsburgh, but I can buy a Cleveland market. I'm not going to get as many months out of it just with my budget and how I'm allocating my budget. I can't focus as much money out there. Um, so I tend to do a stretch of period around our actual admission uh, criteria of when we're actually looking to get students in. And that goes usually through August. Um, but then you have to start on the next class. So I try to get it all the way into the holiday season. That's the end of the year, calendar year. I will buy for that. So that's kind of where my timeline's at. Um, and then going into a new market, it's the same idea. Pittsburgh this year for me is going to be a new market that we're going to try to get into and see what we can do. And I'll be looking at the same thing traditionally. Uh, I'm going to buy some cable. I'm going to buy some outdoor. And then the overlap of all of this is digital. So where I'm spending maybe... 60 to $70,000 traditionally in my local market uh, with an additional 20 in each outside market, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I'm going to focus a larger chunk of my budget, about $100,000 on straight digital. And that for me is also a 12 month run program. It starts to equal out to be right between eight and $9,000 a month that I'm spending there. Uh, sometimes I have different departments that kick in different money and we will focus specifically on a program there. So if you're marketing for a business and maybe you're not working with numbers this high or maybe you're working with higher, what I like to do is I like to think brand first. So if I'm going to put any media out there, I'm always going to be talking about the brand. That's the highest level I can talk about. And branding is really, again, talked about this a thousand times. Branding is getting your message in front of somebody over and over and over again, whether it's a logo, a saying imagery, something that focuses them so that it becomes recognizable to them what it is that your business does and the logo of your business, understanding what the look is of your business. So then there's an association, again, back to what I said at the beginning here, when they're ready to buy, they have that association and they know, hey, this company does what I want. In my case, it's higher ed. I'm going to, you know, when I'm looking at colleges, I want to have a list of five to 10 colleges and I'm going to make sure that Youngstown State's one of them. So one of those things that you just kind of maybe have to think about is, is when you're buying media, is the media being used for a direct purpose? Are you selling a specific thing, a product or a special, or are you running something where you're getting them to come in? Or are you just putting your brand out there? Are you creating one of those touch points? Seven touch points I know, and we've seen historically from different vendors and different types of media that we put out there, it takes about seven touch points for somebody to have a really good understanding of your brand and what it is and to give you a reaction for whatever number, for whatever reason, seven is the magic number. So that's the consideration there to be made. Digital marketing is its own kind of beast. So as I said, you're spending about eight grand a month on digital. I'm going to allocate probably a third of that to branding. Brand marketing for me is anyone that's going to search for Youngstown State or search for universities and have Youngstown State pop up. Uh, I use both search uh, campaigns within my digital marketing, but I'm also doing graphic things. So 
I'm appearing on different websites that are inside of the Google network where I have a banner going on or I have a side banner. It has imagery, it has our logos, it has sometimes specific call to actions to learn more, apply now, explore our programs, just getting them familiar with the types of products, holding up the quotes as I say that, that we sell as a university. If you were doing this for your business, what types of things do you want to put out there? Do you want to show a special that you're running? Is it a month long? Is it two months long? Do you have a discount on a product? Are you running that at a specific time? That's how you're going to want to focus maybe the other two-thirds as I do, which is program marketing. So I'm really focusing same thing. I'm doing search campaigns. I'm doing display advertising. But I'm really focusing those two things onto specifics. So if someone's searching for engineering or business or accounting or art, I'm making sure that I'm not only capturing that traffic because they've searched for it and they see Youngstown State and we have the type of degree they're looking for, but then I also retarget to them. So part of that two-thirds spend is also a retargeting campaign that I'm doing so that if you fall into our funnel or you click on an ad, I'm dropping a cookie in your browser and I'm going to follow you around the internet with display advertising. So two-thirds of my digital spend is really focusing on direct, specific programs, uh, so you could say product-specific, and then retargeting as well because I think retargeting goes right back into that loop and plays into the branding side of it. So this is giving them that familiarity that, hey, I saw Youngstown State. I know they have the program I'm looking for. Let me make that a consideration as I move forward. Beyond those three channels for me, digital, traditional with the two cable and TV or TV and uh, outdoor medias, there's other things that I do, and these are kind of specific for our local area. So I do have a agreement with our local business journal um, where we are now moving into, they write articles for us, specifically interviewing faculty or talking about research. And each one of those goes out. So we have 24 publications a year we're in to local businesses. Uh, that actually stretches out in Cleveland. I think it stretches a little bit into the Pennsylvania, Western PA. We're located right on the border. So for me there, we're really focusing on internships, businesses, how we can help as a university with our students and the research that we do help a local business. And we get a lot of good traction from that. I, I feel that it's a great partnership for us to be a part of. And now that this year we're adding in a video side of that. So they're also gonna produce some video media that we can share, they can share. Um, and they have a full capacity with social media that they share everything out on. So that's like a little offset, but that's kind of what I wanted to talk about when I was saying that I'm gonna talk a little bit more about something traditionally that I'm doing different this year. And what I really want to start to spread beyond just, hey, we, you know, we sell degrees and we're a university and, and you can do great things here. That's, that's the main overarching brand that we have. Um, and you can be proud that when you graduate, you've had that degree, you got the experience, you go off, you get a job, you become an alumni, and then years down the road, hopefully you become a donor. But what I want to start to do this year is really focus more on the storytelling side of things. So when you're thinking of a product, we know that reviews and testimonies hold a lot of weight when someone's looking to actually make that purchase. Rarely do I even buy something without looking at reviews on Amazon or looking at a rating on Google or Yelp or whatever the review site is. Rarely will I make that purchase. And I think the buyer is really becoming a lot smarter about that. So as I'm selling programs for the university and we're selling a four-year experience with a degree and it's an investment in yourself, I need to be able to tell those stories more. So this year, I really want to focus a lot of my attention on telling those stories and using 
kind of those heroes of the different departments and programs that we sell to help push our brand forward. And right now is a perfect time for us because we're right in the middle of a strategic plan that's going to lay out the next five to 10 years for us, focused obviously on student success, community engagement, and just creating a better sense of the experience that you have here at Youngstown State to come and get your degree, get it in an affordable manner, and then go out there and compete in the world with people that go to the bigger schools, Ohio State, Cleveland State, Kent, Akron. So I'm creating a unique selling proposition to tell our stories. At the end of the day, our stories are no different than any of these other universities. It's not saying that they're not doing great things. They are. But we have to tell them in a unique perspective and then have what's important for us, which is that you get out of here with less debt. So if you're selling a product and your product's great, but your product's a lot more affordable than the rest, that becomes part of your selling proposition. So if you could find a way to create that story behind that and then tell that story and showcase that, then you have a higher likelihood of getting somebody to buy your product over your competitor's product. And by storytelling, it means that we also have to invest in the equipment. So at the end of this fiscal, I looked at our budget. We had some uh, available funds, and we went out and purchased new cameras. We just invested in the Nikon uh, Z7s, which are incredible. That's a step up from us. We just came out of the uh, D500s, which is a great DSLR. I don't want to get too technical with the type of camera, but if you're looking for a way to actually make media, because if you're not going to hire a company in because you're going to spend a lot of money to get the production out of it and you might not get the full production value that you want and it might be limited to one or two pieces if you can invest in the equipment yourself and you have the people around i'm lucky and fortunate enough that we have students that have grown up on technology and grown up with certain cameras and, and dslrs are second hand to them so to be able to put those in their hands and then watch them actually go out and create the media around that is something incredible to watch but it allows us to create media daily if we wanted to. We could tell those stories. We can shoot them. We have the lenses. We have the editing equipment. So investing in that is something that helps us do everything else marketing-wise that we can. We can take a photo from a story that we put out there on social media and put that photo onto a billboard. And then it becomes a little bit more than just a brand. It becomes telling a story. Um, and with digital, what I like is that I can upload that story for the week and say, you know, this week's story focuses on... Adam. And Adam's story is this. And here's a, a sneak peek of it. If you want to see more, go to our Facebook page, go on Instagram and learn more about it. So I want to see how that actually performs this year. I want to see if we can get a boost from that type of stuff because it, it does two things for me. It tells me that we're on the right path with doing the marketing, but it also tells me the impact that some of those traditional, not as easy to measure mediums are, which cable TV will tell you what impressions you you got how many, you know, the viewership, the Nelson ratings, they marry all that together to give you an idea of how many people potentially saw your ad. With billboards, you only have impression data. You can't know if there's a call to action. We could put all the URLs and QR codes and everything else on our print media, but I don't think those always work. So I, I'm trying to make that connection between showing something that's visually compelling and getting people to go back and, and watch that story or see that story and then measure it that way. It'll be interesting to see what happens from that. But even so, part of that digital layer comes into play where we can actually use something like YouTube where we produce this video to create the first 30 seconds or minute of that video to be pre-roll. So somebody might start to see this video, click on it and watch it. And then there's a call to action, you know, to to become this success story or to become this unique, you know, to, to live Adam's story. Click here, apply, come to YSU. So it's about 
holistically looking at everything that we're doing when it comes to marketing and making that cohesive funnel that goes from one medium to another into our website into our call to actions where we can then look at conversion rates because obviously for us conversions come in many forms you know students that are just enrolling students that apply but also looking at people that request information from us now when i break off and i mentioned that a department might come to me and say hey i want to promote just this program i do this with several uh, departments on campus specifically like our MBA program or our uh, RN to BSN, which is a registered nurse getting their bachelor's degree. They'll come to me with grant money funds and say, hey, you know, we really want to focus marketing this program. We want to get our cohort up. We want to get more people applying and enrolled, uh, but we need to get people's information. So we put together a micro campaign, which focuses on these same things. Sometimes we run digital, outdoor and TV for this program. And to watch that and see the impact that it has, it's very telling that it works. Now it is niche, it's specific to one type of program and you're really narrowing down your audience. And with an outdoor, with a billboard, you're really limiting the amount of impressions you're getting because becoming a registered nurse or a RN to BSN uh, isn't for everybody. A lot of nurses now have their bachelor's degree so it's irrelevant to them so it chisels down the actual market itself even more. But then you have everyone else that's seeing that. So. You're throwing that up, and what we do is we try to be a little bit more uh, specific about the locations where we're focusing. And, and for us, hospitals, medical centers, nursing homes, those make the most sense to market those because people are going to work, they're leaving work, they're RNs, they already have jobs. This is a, basically a master's, not a master's program, but it's basically a certification level of a second uh, degree that the way that the program's designed, it's online. Uh, it's 16 months, you work at your own pace, you work after work, so you don't have to leave your job to actually come and get this degree. So by focusing specifically on those areas, we're really niching out what we're doing. So program marketing, it would be the same thing as product marketing. If you're, if you're following down and, and looking at, you're paring down your audience and saying, we really wanna focus on this area. Uh, maybe you have a product and maybe there's an upgrade to the product and you wanna focus on people that already purchased. Traditional marketing might not be the way to go. What you might want to do is go into your uh, data about your people that have purchased from you already, grab those email addresses and start an email campaign and try to see if you could get them to upgrade a service or upgrade a product from there and then get them to convert over. Or you might say, okay, I'm going to do searches for people that are looking for maybe the specifics of this upgrade online. We want to capture that traffic, get them to our site, remarket to them. So when you're building your fiscal budget, something you need to think about is what audiences are we going after and, and what's the makeup of those? I've talked about user personas in past podcasts and that's where this really comes into play because my initial audience for somebody that I want to actually come to the school isn't gonna be the same as somebody that I need to come back and get their graduate degree. So I, I'm going to pair back and I'm gonna look at that audience and I'm gonna to start to figure out creative ways to target them, but I need the budget for that when I'm looking at my overall budget. The last thing I would say to recommend is to figure out all these 12 month programs and spend every dollar you have. That's not the, what I'm saying to do. What I'm saying to do is make sure that overall budget wise, you have some of that, what I like to call creative money uh, to do the different things, whether it's buy merchandise or do these micro program things and micro marketing that you can do. When you take a step back and you look at your fiscal spending and what you're doing throughout the year, how are you going to measure things? throughout the, the lifespan of that program. Uh, 
I obviously am measuring through social analytics. I'm measuring through web analytics. I'm seeing what our enrollment looks like if the locations in our new markets, such as Cleveland or Pittsburgh, are showing an increase in the schools we focused on, the locations we were focusing on. Are we seeing anything that moves the needle there from the previous year? Last year in Cleveland was my first time really focusing on some new markets. Uh, so all the data I was comparing to wasn't really true data because we were never doing marketing there. We saw numbers increase, which was great, but this year is really our first test to see, okay, how are things trending this year versus the previous year? Are we getting more, are we getting less? Uh, do we think that the program's working? And if it isn't, it doesn't mean we stop because we know with high school kids going to college, they could be a sophomore and not make a decision, but in the back of their minds, we're a choice. So the last thing we wanna do is fall off the grid. So for us, we have about a four to five year cycle of building an audience up with our marketing and what we're doing. Fiscal year spending makes a lot more sense when you're thinking in terms of long stretches. So not just this fiscal in my budget, but for the next five years, if I'm spending the money there and, and we know it works and we have the data to show differences from year to year, it makes a lot better case for me to keep doing what I'm doing and even maybe to ask for more funds based on our strategic goals of our strategic plan and what we're doing as a university, which at the end of the day, I always say is a business. We're still a business at the end of the day. We sell products, we make money, we bring things in, we graduate students, we try to get them back. Um, so when you're looking at product marketing, make sure that you're thinking in terms of when people are buying. If you're a seasonal, it's a lot easier. If you're a grass cutting service, it's always one of my favorite businesses to go to because you're seasonal. But a lot of grass cutting businesses also sell winterizing products. They do snow blowing and they shovel driveways and they do all of that. So if you can get the cycle of your customer to switch over from spring to summer and then summer to fall and winter, then you have a 12 year cycle of how you're spending money and when you're focusing. Seasonal is really nice because you know that maybe for a certain amount of months, you need to lead into that with branding. You sell your product, specifically your, your product promotional things for a couple months, and then it might fall off. And then you know you have down months and there's, there's other things you can do is get them up and try to get them signed up, offer specials for you know committing now. But those are things fiscally that I like to do. And that's really how I spend my money. Uh, I know I didn't mention social media in here because organically we've seen a lot of things change for us. So we get a lot more bang for our buck with just do organic stuff. And that's kind of where it goes back to having the correct equipment. We're sharing things that we're making and it's getting shared and we're getting engagement and we're not putting any money behind it. And if you're a new business, maybe to build your audience, you start to do that, which I don't always recommend because the audience members then are kind of purchased and they're not necessarily fans or true fans, as we like to say, of your product. But it's a good way to build an audience and to get people to share the things that you do. So we don't do a lot of social media spending unless we're running a special and not a special, but an event. So maybe an, a visit day or an open house or if there's a, a speaker coming on campus or some kind of event, it's open to the public. We then will kick our social media in the gear. We might spend a little money if we're doing an event somewhere across the country for alumni. We spend money then and we get really good returns on that. So social media spending for us isn't as much on the platforms themselves with their advertising, but it's a lot more about the type of content and what we're generating, what we're creating. So that's been a little bit of a view into what I'm doing right now at the end of the fiscal year, looking into the next fiscal year. If you're working with your budget, same idea, same thing, same goals. Uh, 
one thing we don't talk about a little bit is your marketing plan. And in my marketing plan that I've established, I don't rewrite my plan every year anymore. What I look at is, is redoing the things that I've done and adjusting budgets accordingly. And my change this year for my marketing plan is to really start to focus on the storytelling side, to get the communication part of it out there and to start to build on that. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the This Is Marketing podcast. If you're enjoying it, subscribe to it. If you love it, share it. If you don't like it, I don't want to hear about it. Or maybe I do. You can hit me up on Twitter at Ross Marone. You can shoot me an email, rossmarone at gmail.com. I want to thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.